with your comments now for 20 cent on 53103. Labour TD for Cork Southwest, Michael McCarthy, has called on the Minister for Health to immediately end the situation whereby hundreds of former HSC workers are being rehired at the cost of millions to the Exchequer each year. And Deputy Michael McCarthy now joins me on the programme. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning. Patricia. You're welcome to the programme. Now, the HSC has admitted that this practice is, is going on. How much are they spending and how many? Have you got the figures on how many they're actually rehiring? I have. I was supposed to begin. I put down a parliamentary question, Patricia, to the minister um, about two weeks ago. And in that question, I basically asked the minister his views regarding the practice of retired health service officials being re-engaged by the HSE to carry out consultancy work and if he would make a statement. Now, in the context of his reply, he said that uh, the practice was in existence and it was there for a variety of reasons and it was costing the state um, in any particular year around €14 million. Euro. Now, these are people, we're talking about both retired people and people who would have taken voluntary redundancies. Well, correct. I mean, this, this, this goes on to people who are working. And we must bear in mind that these people have already received fairly generous severance packages when they would have departed from the HSE. So they would have got a fairly generous lump sum and a fairly good pension. So like when in the overall context of value for money, uh, this practice, for two reasons, needs to be ended. The first one is, um, in my view, it's not value for money. Uh, and secondly, there are thousands of people who are out there who would be appropriately qualified or suitably uh, gainfully employed um, in these positions had the uh, HSE looked elsewhere and not looked at retired staff. And are you looking at retired staff who would have a full pension? Yes, yes. In all cases, the, these people would have received fairly generous severance packages, including them some in pensions. Goodness, I thought once, particularly on the voluntary redundancy, I thought once you got redundancy, you couldn't go back into the company. I thought that was the rules of redundancy. But one must bear in mind you're dealing with the HSE in, in this particular case. I mean, the HSE um, it needs to be, and I know the Minister in Fairness has made announcements uh, to this effect, but that HSE is a monolith uh, created by Michal Martin, hasn't delivered uh, an equitable or an official health service, and is literally swallowing up you know, millions of uh, taxpayers' money. They then turn their attack on frontline workers when it comes to making savings, and we see a massive managerial loop within the organisation that is grossly overpaid and a system that clearly isn't working. Yeah, because I know uh, Dr. James Riley, the, the health minister, has said that some of these, some have to be rehired as locums for frontline staff. I mean, the HSE saying no choice. I mean, you have to agree. They have to have frontline staff available. Oh, absolutely. Now, it, it, to be fair, and I will have to say this, um, in terms of the reply, it, it's a specific condition of the 2009 uh, scheme for early retirement and 2010 that persons who have the schemes are not eligible for reemployment in the public health sector, OK? Yeah. So it looks at the, you know, the permission is required for the Minister for Finance after a period of seven years. For some cases, and I suppose in limited circumstances, you are dealing with a fairly unique set of skill sets, okay? So that, in, in my view, if you have a fairly pressing case for a particular set of skills, then fair enough. But otherwise, and then if the state are serious about tackling the unemployment crisis and also get efficiencies in terms of public service uh, and public administration of public services, we need to get away from that practice. Yeah, because I have to say, the one that annoyed me when I was looking down through the figures of the number of of people that have been rehired, the one that stuck out for me was 436 nurses were taken back. Now, I know it's only for short periods of time, but we're constantly hearing on this programme about newly trained nurses having to leave this country, heartbroken parents ringing up, saying they were just at the airport waving goodbye. Uh, In many cases, it's their daughter's 
even though I know there are male nurses out there as well. Um, but like, we, you know, we're training these young nurses to send them on a boat or a plane to go to another country. And then we're hearing the HSC rehiring 436 retired nurses. Absolutely. It does, it does not make sense. I mean, I was talking to a couple of farmers over the weekend, uh, both of whom who had sons, one of them in Australia, just back of two years, and the other had a son there for, you know, just, just gone 12 months. And, you know, that kind of immigration story in the current climate is unfortunately commonplace. And then when you look at the, 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 the man in which the HSC, I mean, for, for example, they rehired 46 retired clerical personnel at a cost of 1 million euro. A total of 45 retired medical staff were also rehired at a cost of 1.73 million. Five retired dental personnel were brought back to work at a cost of more than 159,000 euro. Now, you wouldn't want to do much research to come up with the, you know, with the figures, but a lot of these people, a lot of these professions have suitably qualified uh, and capable young people who are flocking to our airports to leave this country in search of work. And here you have an organ of the state that is dealing with the severance and, you know, paying someone a fairly generous severance package and a pension and then rehiring to do this work. But, the, know, but in, in their in their defence, the HSE is, are, is saying it's due to its specialised expertise of the personnel concerned. So maybe when we're citing the example of the young nurses, maybe they just don't have the experience. And I know what you're going to say, how will they get the experience? Yeah. But that, that's the <laughs> argument, isn't it? It is, but I mean, that's a chicken and egg situation. Yeah. Don't give these people work, they'll never get the experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, surely they could look at, in terms of the way the personnel um, arm of these state organisations work, surely would know that and have the resources to deal sufficiently with a situation whereby after X amount of years, you are going to be losing, you know, a certain amount of skills, skill sets and also experience. But I mean, um, you know, during that time, surely they can concentrate resources on uptraining and uh, providing uh, an appropriate set of knowledge to people so they can take over. I mean, it works perfectly, for example, in relation to other organs of the state. I mean, look at young teachers, young Gardaí. I mean, these are the people who will be in senior management positions, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, who have the appropriate experience. And that's because they've started at the bottom rung of the ladder and they've built up that experience. Now, if the HSC are using that argument not to imply, you know, suitably qualified or no entrance into the workplace, and they're really not doing their business in an efficient manner. Mary in Cairns Turk says it's just the same with teachers when you hear about the number of, of retired teachers that get rehired. She says it's cronyism at its very best. It's all contacts and who you actually know. It is. I mean, that was a feature of, of the recent teaching conferences uh, and you had, uh, did the, you know, in fairness, the unions themselves had said you had a situation whereby retired teachers were filling in and doing, you know... Um, the sub-work, you know, yeah. ...in place of newer, uh, suitably qualified teachers. Again, a practice, and it's, it's one of the issues the Minister, you know, had dialogue with the unions in relation to, and he put it back to the unions. He said, look, in fairness, you've raised the issue, but it's entirely up to yourselves. I mean, there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, ball in your own court about this particular development, and that needs to be tackled. And the same, I, I might add, would, you know, would, would apply to other areas where you have retired public servants getting back into the workplace. It's a practice that is costing this country generations of young people. OK, you, uh, James O'Reilly has come out and criticised the HSE for the practice, but you want him to go further and not just criticise them in the doll. What, what, what do you now want him to do about this? Well, I basically want him to you know, bring in senior management from the HSE sit them down and tell them that this practice has to be ended. I mean, I do accept that there will be limited and restricted circumstances whereby they won't have any choice but to rehire someone of a particular set of skills for, you know, for a variety of reasons. That being said, I think the practice has to be ended and it is up to the Minister to bring the HSE in, sit them down and say, look, this absolutely has to be ended. And we can't go beyond this practice, you know, and we have to put action, uh, you know, on part of government and say, look, 
no more will the situation be allowed to tolerate. In fairness, he has taken on the HSE. He has, you know, seen the current board leave their positions and is also looking at dismantling the HSE, something the last government should have done while they were there. Nonetheless, we are where we are. And I think the direction clearly needs to be given to the HSE to end this practice and take whatever measures are necessary in order to ensure that will be the case. I mean, for example, if legislation is required in this area, then a bill should be brought before the House of the Oireachtas to outlaw this type of practice. Yeah, and also don't offer voluntary or, or any kind of redundancy to, to a specialised expertise that you actually need if you haven't got somebody to do that job. Absolutely, and I think by definition these people wouldn't be badly off, you know, and there are thousands of people who are out there who are barely surviving in terms of paying their mortgage, people who have lost their jobs and are dependent on social welfare, then you pick up a newspaper and you see this is the type of stuff that's happening at the higher end of the HSE. It's absolutely galling stuff. It's enough to make one stomach turn. Okay, and just very finally, just on a different topic, we were, because we spoke a lot about the jobs initiative uh, last week, a lot of the jobs initiative aimed at the tourism sector. Obviously, very good news for your part of the country, West Cork. Oh, absolutely, Patricia. I was, I was down in Kinsale and kind of killed in Skibreen over the weekend. And what I've been basically saying, we've been saying consistently, and prior to the election, I've been saying to people in the area, I mean, the significant drivers that can reboot the economy in our area will be tourism, marine and agri-food. Absolutely critical areas. Now, if you look at the initiative that government have introduced, now, I'm not for a second saying it's going to solve all our, our, our ills. It certainly won't. But nonetheless, it's a step in the right direction. Bringing the VAT rate back to 9%, abolishing the airport tax, these are all significant measures. It is now up to the people in the industry themselves to play quid pro quo at the state and, and get this industry moving because we will create and sustain indigenous jobs in the southwest region and in other unemployment black spots throughout the country by virtue of this initiative. And I'm delighted that, you know, in the first nine or ten weeks of government that such brave decisions and imaginative decisions have been taken in this regard. And I would have to say from my, the, the, the discussions that I've been having over the weekend, people in the area, you know, hoteliers and people who are, you know, operating... B&Bs, cafes, restaurants and like are absolutely, they're encouraged by this move. Well, we, we, we had a local North Cork um, restaurant owner from the Corporate Court restaurant. Two restaurants, he says he's going to hire three people in each of his restaurants. That's six. And he's bringing in a full Irish breakfast for a five. He says it is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. OK, we've got to leave it there, Michael. Thank you for that. And okay. uh, thanks for joining us uh, on the programme. Uh, that is uh, Labour TD, uh, Michael McCarthy from West Cork. 1850 We're going to take a break. We've got news at 11 uh, and we'll be talking about the Eurovision in the next hour.